Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me River, the Gaming Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Dennis, so much to get across this week. I don't even know where to start. I do not. I, well, I know where to start. Yeah. First of all, it's laid out in the show notes. Second of all, it's always the ad read. It's, it's always contra- the ad read. Contractually yeah, so, obligated. So I'm just lying. Like at this point, we're just we're just lying to the listeners because I know exactly where to start with same. Yeah. Place. If you get more than 90 seconds into the podcast without mentioning channelfile.com, a little red dot appears on your forehead. Exactly. John Sasso <laughs> from the next building over. I can see yeah. him. I can see him. Uh, the light glinting off his uh, sniper scope. They should really figure out a way to make like not glint off sniper scopes glare resistant sniper because scopes, it really yeah, so gives it away. i mean every every highly realistic video game that i've ever played with snipers the light always immediately gives away where they are i remember when i was playing i think it was call of duty world of war okay and i remember you could you could have a sniper scope on your gun obviously mm-hmm. and when you turned the scenery in the reflection of the scope when you weren't scoped in would turn with you and i was blown away by oh that. like invert like upside down and like not just upside down, like, what, I, I was standing with the thing like you know at my hip yeah hip fire, yeah and you could see you know some mountains or whatever yes. behind you and when i turned 20 degrees to the left the mountains would pivot a little bit yeah. as well and i, I back then i was like like what year was never. this when did world at war come out well, i don't know uh it doesn't you don't have to look it up just a rough estimation is fine okay about 2008 so about 13 years ago um we've we've 14 i guess in a little bit um but that that's what i remember that being one of those games are never gonna look better than this we've we've just Gone past 90 seconds, Dennis. The red dot has appeared. Chumbo.com! Um, spare my life. Get your hands on it. Uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty is going to be up for pre-order soon. It might be on Metal Ready, but I'm not actually sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get across that. And also, Riley. Go on. It's happening. We're making magic history on Thursday. Oh, the alpha break thing. If you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. And you're not a Patreon subscriber. Yes. You. Go to patreon.com slash, first of all, patreon.com slash crime river. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get, get any, any cheese back tier. No, not Second any cheese back tier. Don't waste our time with the bottom one. Well, to get the podcast for, anyway. If you listen to this the second it comes out. Yep. It's in five hours. All which right. Which is to say, it's at three o'clock Pacific on Thursday on Twitch.tv slash Sean Farmer. So if this is still, if this is still like a pie cooling on the windowsill, if this, mm. if this podcast still has those, like the little steam things rising off it that go into your nose and make you float towards it, right? Like a greedy little boy. <laughs> then you should go and, and I mean, you should go and watch this. This is it's going to be. I actually think it's going to be very cool to watch. I think it's going to be amazing. Like it's the 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 tension of like a an absolutely pristine card worth hundreds of thousands of dollars being ripped out of one of those packs is by Marshy's grubby twitchy hands i was gonna say i really hope i mean i i really still want the the mountain dew to be in play how much how many how many twitch donors to get the mountain dew i would love a glass of mountain dew to just be put on the playmat somewhere that would be really good i think a sprinkling of cheeto dust is more accurate why can't we have both why can't between the two things right we have mushy just annihilate a bag of flaming hot cheetos right and then not be given anything to clean his hands he has to just Mm. wipe them on his jeans you know what i mean his whole holy jeans his holy jeans for those of you that haven't seen Marshy in a long time, Marshy he, he often love, wears je- jeans that are more whole than jean. He loves wearing, uh, I think they're called distressed. I, I, I'd say they're distraught. Is that, yeah. Is, is that like, how, does, how does one distress a jean? You go and you say, listen, it's been a really tough couple of years. Um, you know. <laughs> this is the new normal and it's hard. And the jeans just start falling <laughs> apart at the seams. 
Um, uh, anyway, that's that's that. Is, I'm looking forward to seeing this. I'm looking forward to seeing. Me too. I, it's gonna be very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing Matt the Manor short. The the much discussed mm. Manor short be ripped out of that pack. That's well gonna, telegraphed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's gonna be really good. But as always, head to patreoncom River, Get your hands on a a cheeseback status, or hmm. head to chaffable.com, use coupon code SMART, purchase all your magic Pokemon, flesh and blood, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh! goodies. we got a, a game night coming up as well. We do have a game night coming yeah, up. Yeah, Would yeah. you like to talk about what to do on that game night on this episode of the podcast so that we can put up a poll and host said game yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, do you know what I think we should do? What should we do, right? I think we should play Inscription. We'll get to that at the end of the episode. Because there is there is now an infinite mode in Inscription. I haven't even finished the fi- the finite mode. See how far we go with that. But um, yeah, yeah. T- send in suggestions, and we'll uh, and we'll get that organised for the first week of January, or possibly mm. between Christmas and New Year's. Well, we only got one more episode between then now and then. I guess we could we could talk about it and decide on it next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We look, des- decide on it next week. Have it have it happen. Mm. Yeah. No, because next episode comes out on the thirtieth. Yeah, exactly. So I think it'll be first week yeah. of Jan. First week of January. Yep. Okay. First week of January is what we're looking at. So. Get to, yeah, yeah, get your topic suggestions or get your, your game suggestions. One thing I really enjoyed was a bunch of non-patrons making suggestions, forcing the patrons like to watch us do something that they, that they want. I think that's very good. That'd be very good. Anyway, um, channel5.com, patreon.com slash half history. Go and support no. my other podcast. No, 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 no. Well, okay. Dennis, if you're going to support a podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash half history. Should probably be Okay. No, not a, okay. Mate, they've got enough money. Don't worry about that. Half House History number one. This is very much like coupon code night, coupon code smart. Half House History first. Take care of that, right? And then, mm. if there's any money left over, then smart. And the reason for that is very simple. I get all the money from Half House History. Only half the money Ooh. from smart. Actually, can Ooh. I say something? I get zero of the money from smart because Dennis set up the patron. You're still paying. Oh, first of all, two things. Okay. Two things. Three things. Three things even. Three things. In response. First of all. Yeah. You're still paying back your smart debt on the coupon code. Uh, well, that's water under the bridge, mate. Statute, statute of all, limitations on that one. I personally watched Gabby send you email after email to register the coupon code smart on the new website, and you just didn't do it. And eventually, I had to do it, Riley. She sent me two. That's not email. I guess that is email that after is email. That is email after email. Yeah, but it's, Judge? It's- <laughs> that is email after email. Okay. And yep. three, I haven't cashed out any of the money in the Patreon yet. Okay. So, you, what do you got? When you, where, where is that going when you do cash it out? Who can say? Who can say? I'll tell you what I can say. It's going into your into your PayPal account. Oh, Riley, I would like to say something very quickly before okay. we get too far away from this. And I don't know why I said that because what I'm about to say is wildly unrelated to what I've been talking about so De- far. Quick, before the topic changes, I want to change the topic. I, I would like to change the topic differently again. Okay. So you know the way um you get a lot of wedding gifts when you get married? I don't know and that way. No, Dennis, because I'm not married. One knows what that means, dipshit. <laughs> so uh, generally... Those are cash yeah. or gifts for the house or relatively often gifts for the bride, to be honest with you, especially from the bride's extended family. Yeah. yeah. Very normal. We got a wedding gift in the post the other day, Riley. Go on. It was actually just the order saying the wedding gift is coming because it hasn't shipped yet. It is. A, it's for Dennis. Yeah, oh, it's a Dennis gift. It's a Dennis It's a little gift. special treat for our, our big D-bag. Go on. What is it? It is a book, Riley, that I'm not sure if you've heard of. And if you haven't, I'd like you to Google it and read it and understand it in just a moment. Let's go. The book is called The Creative Gene. The Creative Gene. As in like genetics. So gene like like Gene Hackman? Yes. Gene Wilder? Yes. The Creative Gene. What is this, oh, Riley? Oh, look who it's by. <laughs> The Creative Gene, how mo- books, movies, and music inc- inspire the creator of 
Death Stranding and Metal Gear Solid book by Hideo Kojima. What a gift. Who sent you that? Uh, Nadia. Shout out to Nadia for the greatest wedding gift of all time. The creative gene by Hideo Kojima. That's, oh, do you know what annoys me about this? Is that I could think of heaps of fun gifts to send you as a wedding yeah. gift. Yeah. Right? But you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to. This might have just been a Christmas present, I suppose. But I prefer to think of it as a, as a, as a gift for us. That's certainly I'm going to argue it to Nikki anyway. Yeah. You can sit there and read it together. My turn with the Hideo Kojima book. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's not... that's That will... Can I tell the, the, the listeners as well? That will be added to the number of books on your coffee table that are about Hideo Kojima. Yes. Yeah. That, there, that, that's... That... that not that road has already been broken. It's the first one by Hideo yes, Kojima. But it's not the first one that's Hideo Kojima adjacent. Yeah. Dennis. All right, Roddy, I am concerned. Yeah, I, and I know why you're concerned. And this concern is not one that you need to have. But go on, tell tell people what's happening. Well, there's a... In the show notes here, mm-hmm. which Roddy has diligently prepared while I went to the bathroom before this episode. So thank you for that. There's a section that just says new segment. Yeah. And before we start recording, I said, Roddy, what's this new segment? And he mm-hmm. said, you'll see on the show. Yeah. Hence my concern. I don't think this is going to be a very long-running segment, Dennis. But we have an exciting new segment called Please Please Help Me. I've had this song stuck in my head for a week and I don't know its name. Oh, wow. You're outsourcing. Kibler Google. The problem is, right, with so many things these days, any any answer to any question you have is one Google search away. Well, Riley, you you don't know anyone as well-trained in the art of Google Foo as I am. Okay, Dennis, I'd like you to find that song that goes... Please. What's the name of that song? A little more. Exactly, right? You can't type into Google, what's the name of that one song that goes... You can't type that into Google, right? So this is a song. It's got a kind of Broken Bells, Modest Mouse type of feel to it. Almost like maybe... It's like in the in the same realm as kind of like the Shins maybe-ish. You know, I'm talking like early... What do we call it? The noughties? Yeah. Yeah. Like early, they've, mid, mid, kind of indie rock type. Uh, almost Plays like, at the end of an episode of Scrubs almost, type vibe. Yeah. Almost like OK Go type. Like it's got this, this, um, synth kind of, it's, a, it, it's, it's like a, a slightly syncopated rhythm. It goes ba, 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 ba. And then that, that repeats and then the drums come in. And I assume a, you don't remember any words. I don't remember any words at all, right? Um, I know there's a, a huge amount of contrast between, like, at the beginning, it just comes in with that sound, and then the drums come in. There's a there's a, a quite a crescendo when the drums come in because it's it's very loud, and then I think it goes back to quiet when the person's singing. But uh, like flaming lips, maybe it's not flaming. Mm. Like these are all bands that I, I don't think it is, but it's in that kind of realm. The the closest I th- can get, I think, like it sounds the most like Broken Bells. Um, but I really this want to know what this song is. You know, you know how sometimes you get a song stuck in your head and you're like, oh, what is this song? And then you can't find it and then you forget about it. And then you mm-hmm. forget about having even, like, you don't only forget how the song goes, you also forget that you have, like, I've had this in my, a, a week. This is not leaving. It's not leaving. That'll be fun to sync up. Well, listeners at home, 
please. Especially right. those of you who were like, you know, who were very into pitchfork.com around 15 years ago. Like you've named a lot of bands that I like and some I've never heard of, including Broken Bells. You know never heard of Broken, Broken Bells? Bells? No, I've heard of OK Go and Flaming Lips and The Shins. Do you like no. Modest Mouse? They're fine. Well, Broken Bells is, I think, just, just the guy from Modest Mouse, I'm pretty sure. I hate when bands do that. Why? I don't know. Do do a Panic at the Disco did, where you hate everybody else in the band, so they all leave, and you keep the name. <laughs> um, let me see if oh, actually that's correct. Uh, can you can you entertain the viewers? Because I really don't want to be wrong about this. I'll put on the whole music. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Danger Mouse. What? That's yeah. a, the the comic book? No. So Brian Burton, right, is Danger Mouse. Right. I would change my name if my name was Brian Burton as well. So that um, makes sense. Who is also in Niles Barkley with CeeLo Green. Um, and, uh, yeah, and Brian Burton from Danger Mouse is, is in Broken Bells with James Mercer, and James Mercer is from The Shins. There we go. It's all... Oh, there's one band from yeah. 2005, it turns out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. So They were all on Scrubs. Modest Mouse is Isaac Brock and Jeremiah Green and Eric Judy. What's your favorite Modest Mouse song? Uh, jeez, oh, I don't know. Can I be boring and just say float on, or do I have to give a different? Dashboard's pretty good. Too, Dashboard though. is very good, actually. Maybe it's dashboard. No, I think it's still just float on. I know that's a very boring like answer. Top song on Spotify. For yeah, exactly. Players. Like I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I think it is now, just float Riley, on. Go on. I sang float on once at a karaoke bar. How'd that go for you? I don't remember. I was too drunk. Why okay. else would I sing at a karaoke bar? Yeah. If enough. you had to sing at gunpoint at a karaoke bar tomorrow, what would you pick? I don't think I would. I think I'd just take the bullet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want to do... There's some cop-out answers. Tequila. I don't know famously. what that song is. Oh, yeah. Tequila. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. You know what I'd sing? Ba, 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 ba. I need to know what this stupid song is. And don't, like, there's going to be at least one smartest who's like, oh, it sounds like the Game of Thrones theme song. All right, or mate. Very Darude funny. Sandstorm. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little bit embarrassed I said Broken Bell's Modest Mouse because Broken Bell's Danger Isn't it funny that the, like, he, the, the connection between. Niles Barkley, like Nile, half of Niles Barkley is half, is related to half of the shins. If you cross you the shins long, with Niles Barkley, you end up with broken bells. Let me tell you how long I thought CeeLo Green's name was Niles Barkley. Oh, right. No, that was, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the band. Oh, yeah, broken bell, you know, Mr. Bells, you know. Yeah, Jonathan yeah. Bells. Jonathan Bells, his son, Broken, started this band. Yeah. Anyway, you should listen to Broken Bells. Broken Bells are really, really That good. is some Hideo Kojima shit naming your son Broken. <laughs> the punished Snake. Broken. Yeah, Punished Snake. And, uh, broken. Ah, uh, Snake. Do you know why they called me Broken Bells? Oh, you'd be called Broken Knight, which actually sounds like a Dark Souls boss. Why would it be Broken Knight? I'm not broken. I'm highly, highly functional. Ah, mm-hmm. Broken thinks it should be functional. I think that's the opposite of what functional is, is Broken. Opposite of functional. It's going to be non-functional. Yeah, but like broken something is malfunctioning. Something. Or, ooh, this is an interesting definition. Of opposite of functional. Go on. Or ornate. True. It doesn't have a function. Decorative. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is decorative. Yeah. No. The opposite of like broken and functional are opposites. A broken clock still has functions. No, but that's not the point. If you say something is broken, you are indicating that it is non-functional. I suppose that's reasonable. The only, the only 
exception to that would where broken means damaged. Yes. Is that what you mean? No, it was originally. Do you think I'm damaged, Dennis? Well, there's no debate there. Because I mean, friends with you for five years. Okay. All right. We got a first question, mate. Let's go. We got a question from Yay twenty seven twenty seven. Innistrad Midnight Hunt was one of my favorite limited formats of all time. I wanted to buy a box to draft in a few months or years, wildly varying timelines, but don't have any <laughs> friends that play Magic. Don't worry, you got years to make them. Um, how can I organize an event preferably where I can keep the cards after? If you can, you first of all, you need to acquire some friends who play Magic. To be honest with you, yeah. yeah. Second of all, you can do a you can do a free draft for your friends yeah. who you keep the cards after. In Very. my experience, people don't have a huge appetite for that though. Very, it's not really. It's zero stakes. People like some stakes, even if they're nominal. I suppose that's true. I've never had an issue with that, though. I've never had an issue. I've always, like when when I've had a box and I've just been like, "Hey, come to my place and draft." People are like, "Yep, great." So, it, I guess you're right. It becomes less of an event if there are no stakes because it's just like, "Oh, we're just opening boosters. We're going to fiddle with them for a little bit." But well, it's also like the difference between paying poker for zero dollars and poker for ten dollars is astronomical, night and day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Much bigger than the difference between ten and twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, slight aside, go and I'm going to get a little bit political here for oh, a second. Oh, here we go. Um, I got my vaccine booster shot a couple of weeks ago. If you don't have one, go get one. Don't be an idiot. That was my political part. My I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's political. If that's what I'm going to say. My this, politics is that people should this, not this, die. this bothers me so much. <laughs> I, was, I, I was talking to someone recently, and I was just a normal person, right? Just regular, regular person. I was astonished. When asked about because they went vaccinated, I was like, "Oh, why not?" I said, oh, "I just didn't think it was that important." I'm like, "You didn't? Have you seen what's going on? Do you watch like? The, do, you, do you like? Not even do you watch the news? Do you like have like a Twitter account? Not even that. <laughs> like, do you live in the world? Like, do you do you yeah. live? Do you have a job? Do you have a? a, a do you exit? The, go do, go to a shop? Yeah. Like you didn't think it was that important, and that's you think like because I was ready. To, I was gearing up for the whole. Here comes there's graphene oxide uh, in there. I right? mean, here comes a proper wacko, too. right? But they were like, oh, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer or anything. I just didn't think it was that necessary. That might be worse. If you're misinformed or deluded in some way, I can understand why you don't want to do it. If you're just lazy, that seems worse, it's, honestly. It's, it was so vastly irresponsible. But that, like, I don't think it's... I don't think get the vaccine is a political position. And I don't li- no. like... And I think you even saying I don't want to get... Polit- I, I don't think you should... I think that's harmful. Because it's not a political Fair position. Enough. It is just a, it's, it's just, it's, the politicization of health has been, so, like, anti-vaxxers were always the lunatic fringe, right? They were mm-hmm. always the people that were like, nah. you know, they, they were in that kind of flat earth category of like, oh, you, <laughs> oh, you know, aren't you, oh, so, so silly, right? It's caught on in a way that is, it is pernicious and very dangerous. People get defense whenever the government tries to make them do things, then. It's... But it's not about them. I know it's not. Like, you don't get... It's not the, the whole my body, my choice. That's not, like, sure. It's not what that's we can, for. We can, yeah, we can beat that drum, and it's a very important drum to beat when it is relevant, right? It's not It's not your body, your choice, because it's your body, your choice, my consequences. I went... That's true. I went and got my, my booster shot. I got a flu booster on the same day. Don't know if I'd recommend that. Really knocked my, my ass the following day, but that's by the by. Well, two for one. Nice one. And I went out to dinner that evening. Okay. And some friends of mine were going to the casino. Okay. And they're like, Dennis, come to the casino. And I was like, I don't really want to go to the casino. When I'm in Vegas for work and we go to the casino, it's kind of fun. When I'm going to like a rainy casino in Dublin, I'm like, mm, is this, this the casino feels... where Jacques Bacage used to get his 10, 10 euro? It's a different casino. It's a different actually. casino, unfortunately. Go on. But, um, I got the best of both worlds, Riley. I was living the Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana best life. Okay. 
Because I felt crappy, so I went home. Mm-hmm. And Steve texted me, my, my friend Steve. You've met Steve. I've met Steve. And I was like, oh, it's great. You should have come out. And I, and I, and I revoluted, which is our version of Cash App or Venmo. Mm-hmm. I sent him 10 euro and I said, put it on red. And, and then 15 minutes later, Steve revoluted me back. 20 euro, baby. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Remote gambling. Of course, I could just play Root Online if I really wanted to, but using, using Steve as a mule was much more Was fun. much more satisfying. Did, he didn't take a little cut. No, no rake. No rake. I would have raked, I would have raked you, Dennis. <laughs> I would have gotten 19 back. I would have raked you for, you would have got 18 back. 10%. Mate. Whoa! <laughs> um, uh, Steve, Steve, he, he did you, he did you a, a rock solid favor there. Good guy, free tenor. Good on you. There you go. Yeah. In my experience, people are like, I don't know why. People would much rather buy the packs, like pay 15 and do the draft. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I've all, this is a downside I've done a lot. It's very tricky. Um, what you could do actually, is charge $5 quote-unquote entry mm. and use that money and everyone just buys pizza. Uh, no, I would, what I think you should do is the, the, uh, famous Friday night money draft method mm-hmm. where it's $10 in, right? This is, I, I've told you about this before. I might not remember. I've definitely told you about this before. So it's $10 in, which leaves you with a total. Most of the time, Riley, just for FYI, when you're like, I told you this before, when you're talking, my head is just, as he's finished it, is it my turn? Um, so that leaves you with a prize pool of 80, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the exact split that I've, I've said in the podcast before, but we'll just do it again. Winner gets 50. Mm-hmm. Second place gets nothing. Good day, sir. Third place gets 20. Fourth place gets 10. Ooh. It's the best. It, honestly, it is the Ooh. best prize distribution. Every game matters. It is the best prize distribution possible, right? Because it means that you've got people playing out third and fourth that's going, ah, oh, whatever, who cares, right? Because there's $10 on the line and that's enough to play a game of magic for $10. You would definitely do that, right? Mm-hmm. But it means that the, the second is so brutal. It means that the first and the, 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 the match for first place, there's $50 on the line and you get less than you would have if you'd come fourth if you lose that match. And it is, mm, oh, it's so delectable, Dennis, watching someone lose be second and then they, and instead of being second, wish that they were fourth. It's so good. I can't recommend it enough. It's such a good way to uh, to split it. And say ten bucks each, or, or put in five and half half all that. You know what I mean? The other thing is that doing a draft with a box, you will have twelve boosters left. True. Oh, so you could have a price support. Do it with packs. Yeah. Do exactly what Riley just said with booster packs. That works. I never thought about that. Actually, we used to usually do it with, with cubes. Um, but uh, cubes. Like, Cube. cube. Oh, with a cube with draft. Cube draft. Like, you win 50 prize cubes. Yes, you win 50 prize to cubes. To redeem at Riley's Prize Emporium. Yeah, exactly. Open between 11 and 12.30 on Wednesdays only. Yeah, just you win itchy and scratchy money, basically. Um, uh, in my experience, it's not hard to find people to... It is definitely... I, I take your point, it's a different draft experience, right? Because when there it are no something states, I've always wondered, because I have a bunch of boxes that I'd love to draft with my friends, yeah. and I never know, should I charge people or should I just do it like this? I don't know. Try both. Try try doing free and see if people like it. And then if they don't, be like, hey, let's put let's let's make it interesting. You know what I mean? Can I tell you something as well related to what we just both just did? Go on. Uh, the voice that I just did. The come along well, and yes, play well, the, the, the wizard. Yeah, I did that in my meet in meet space a while ago to Nikki as part of like a joke, and she was like, oh, don't do the Riley voice. <gasps> she calls that the Riley voice. That's the that's the Riley voice. She thinks that's what you sound like all the time. No, she doesn't. <laughs> no. She doesn't think I no, sound like she calls that. She calls that the Riley voice. Well, that's the that that for me is the um the the like wizard from D and D voice. Yeah, oh, brave adventurers, welcome yeah, to my exactly. tower. You must go. In my in, in my case, it was Circus of Value Carnival Man, but that's the same. It's that 
It's slightly different. That that's more of a welcome to the circus of value. Well, like that's that. just from Bioshock. Yes. Yeah, but ew, this one's more like this, oh, like that. Yeah, it's like it's like Merlin. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like a bumbling old bumbling, kind of, Merlin. yeah, a bumbling fool. Ber- Berlin. Berlin, Berlin, Berlin. Exactly. The German it's, capital it's city. It's a classic Berlin. Berlin accent. Exactly. Ich bin ein Berliner. That again, I think, was different. Yeah, mine's a little higher. Our next question, Dennis, uh huh, comes to us from Roller Pig. Roller Pig. <laughs> Why are you giggling, Riley? What's wrong? <laughs> you schoolboy. You schoolboy. <laughs> Folks at home. Seconds ago, while we were just talking, I wonder if you go back and figure out exactly when it was. Riley and I saw it on my screen here, muted, and not only muted, then comedically leaned to one side of his chair to let out a fart and then couldn't keep a straight face oh afterwards. no Dennis I muted the I, I pressed the wrong mute button Riley you muted the the whereby call the, not the podcast muted, recording it'll be the fart will be on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I muted the whereby call because I'm like oh, I don't want this on the podcast I can't be bothered editing this out later oh dear yeah oh mate yeah that'll be on oh my goodness Oh, it's a full sensory experience, huh? Oh, I'm glad they don't have smell of hearing on um on podcasts yet. Yeah, not even smell of vision, smell of hearing. Oh, geez, what did I have for dinner last night? Oh wow, okay. Well, that's going to put off a whole lot of people. Do you know there are some people, Dennis? I'm surprised who just don't like, like who are really turned off by that sort of thing. I don't particularly like farts, man. What do you mean? They're funny. They're, they're like whenever I, fa- I'm I'm medium to low on Twitter. I see. I don't get that, dude. Like when I'm when I'm streaming, and sometimes I'll like I'll cut one or I'll burp or whatever else, right? And I'll giggle and because it's just funny, and people are like, oh, disgusting. I'm like, and they, and they mean it. It is disgusting. It's not. It's funny. It's gross. It's not okay. that gross, dude. It's funny, and it's they smell bad, and it's funny. Like farts are one of the funniest things that we can do with our bodies. I'm not sure there's something I can go. I'm not sure this is a journey I can go with you on. Are you are you, are you serious right now? Yeah, I I've always thought it was weird how how publicly and often you farted. It's not a joke. How, you, you think it's weird? Yes. Yeah, okay, weird's fine because like, I'm pretty like adult. <laughs> Well, like, I just, I, I mean... You're I'm, pretty a full-grown... If you if you pay taxes, you shouldn't giggle at your own farts and No, that's not that. true. Oh, you gatekeeping comedy like this. Fart... The toilet humour and fart humour is something that it is, a, you know, it is a very, very Oh, look, look. I watched... I think it's very funny in the World of Warcraft episode of South Park when Cartman shits all over his mom. I get it. It's very funny. Okay. But just sitting in a room with you and having a conversation, you're going... Is not doesn't tickle me really. See, I think I think just a little fart here and there is. Uh, I think I can't believe you're such a prude, Dennis. I'm not a prude. I can't believe you're such a prude. Oh my goodness! All right, well, I'll I'll try to curb my flatulence around you because that's the thing. Like, I, where if, if I'm just at your house and I get up to like, has no inhibitions, leave no. the room or something, I'll be like, oh, hang on, and I'll cock one leg and go <laughs> like a dog, <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly, and make sure everyone gets a good whiff of it. I didn't realize it put you off so much. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Like, <clears throat> I'm not like, oh, there's no pearl clutching. No. But I don't think it's particularly funny. <laughs> well, I, 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 this, is a, this is a surprise to me. Anyway, sorry about that. I'll leave that fart in anyway. Um, but, Dennis, you were spared it. I'll tell you what. Bad. It was a real grumper. It Am really. Water? It, okay. Like that. It was a real. Question here from, from Roller Pig, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm reading it. Uh, dear Smart, fresh cheese bag here. Dennis, we must afford this the highest level of attention and care. Right? We've got a fresh cheese bag right now. Riley, roll out the red carpet. Play the classic horn arrangement. Let's go. The classic the classic arrangement for, um, uh, you know, for uh, I was going to think of a fart joke, but I realized that we can't do that because Dennis is on the show. Um, okay. Oh, as opposed to all the other episodes where I'm not. Uh, roll a, pig, a fresh cheese bag here with probably basic question. Here goes. I have a small group of friends and co-workers and we all play games together. Currently, we're playing Valorant. Mm-hmm. And we're all generally the same skill level, save, save for one who's slightly better. The problem is he's very difficult to be around when playing the game. For example, constant call-outs that are distracting, always trying to coach us on how to play at agents, uh, but just a little too aggressively. All around toxic behavior, calling us trash or saying our plays are garbage. Ah, you've got what I like to call a Dennis on your team. Hey, whoa, 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 what? He's a good friend to us all literally anywhere other than playing Valorant, so how do we express this to him without a fallout within the group? Is there a way we can get him to curb his behavior without causing a split? What do you mean you've got a Dennis on your team? Aggressive, toxic, distracting call-outs, play League of Legends, even though I know you hate it. Classic Dennis. Oh, that's different. That was just me bullying you, and I apologize for that. Classic Dennis. But am I overbearing when we play, like, Apex together? No. No. Am I overbearing when we play League of Legends together? Yes. That's because that's because the act of playing League of Legends that's is overbearing. Because it's League of Legends, and like, that's because logging into the Riot client is overbearing to yeah. you. That's not the yeah. hitting the hitting the Q button is the no. Like just honestly, playing League with you was awful because you. Well, it wasn't just you. It was playing playing League was awful, but playing with like your group of friends because I'd make basic dumb mistakes and you'd be like, "Oh, why did you do that?" It's like because I didn't know not to, you know, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. But that wasn't, we more that wasn't that, but one okay. person being way better than everyone else. That was me being, like, absolute Brand beginner, new, yeah. trash new, right? And not knowing, like, how to ward. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you chewing me out for not having a ward in the bush and the, ju- in the jungle, in the, in the river. It's like, well, I didn't know. I, first of all, I don't even know how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Second of all, even when I put one there, I don't look at the mini-map. You don't look at it, no. Yeah. exactly. Anyway, um, this situation, it sucks. I hate this. It's terrible when someone who when when there is a skill differential that is so high and leads someone to for some reason immediately just assume that everyone should be like that their level is the default or the normal or something. That's awful. So this is tricky. Yeah. And I need you to hear heed my advice here, Roller Pig, with a gentle hand and adapt it to your situation. I think you need to gang up on and bully your friend with your other friends. Okay. All right. So I'm got, serious. We've got I'm some, serious. Some real nuanced and well thought out advice here, Dennis. Jovial ribbing about. Ugh, did you did you get that advice from pro guides? Like, are you going to get in trouble for sharing that? Like, does right. your contract with the uh, Valorant Championship allow you to to play with us? Like at all? Is that a, that is the only way? I think genuinely that actually doesn't. Yeah, it's not as. It's a diffusing, uh, hanging a lampshade on it. You know yeah, what I mean? making them feel silly but not stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just some gentle ribbing to be like, oh, all right. Yeah, like what, what, like it, it's what a try hard. Yes. Like what a, what a sweaty, what a sweaty gamer you are dressed up my, in ways that are kind of actually quite funny. Yeah. I tend to do that to my friends when they do very stupid things in League of Legends. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. for example, like they put a ward next to a bush instead of near a bush. I'll yeah. be like, did you get that strat from like watching the LEC? Like, is that what they're doing? In, <laughs> in the, in, is, is that, or is that what they're doing in Korea now? Is that, is that like the new is thing? Is that the like, new meta? Is it? Yeah. Are we warding outside the bushes We're now? Warding outside, like that kind of stuff I love. Yeah. Yeah. So you, oh, so you, you forgot to take flash. So is that, is that what they're doing now in, yeah. in the LCS? Yeah. Is that like a pro American thing? Is that like a West? Like, I love that kind of yeah. stuff. 
So, uh, and I think that's the only way we can do it here. So do that while playing Valorant. Yeah. Yeah. When they start saying, no, 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 do this, do that. You should be playing this way or playing that way, like, or calling out whatever that sort of stuff. Be like, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you, are you allowed to share these strats with us or will like your, will your professional Valorant, uh, Team. Dude, if we all play as good as you, we're going to get accused of hacking. Like, we can't just, yeah. you know, we need to mask your skill. Level. Yeah. We're doing you a favor. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, Dennis is full. He's not, I'm not even going to try anymore. Dennis, you can just keep coming up with these ones. Like, that's, a, that, I genuinely think approaching it that way. Now, first of all, you have to lit this test to make sure all your other friends feel the same way. Mm-hmm. If they love the way Derek plays Valorant and he's dragging them all up, then you might need to either figure out a to play well, a different sounds game like or it'll be, be sounds like it's time for you mind. to uh, to follow the Dennis to, to Dennis Trainer two step program to success. Uh, it's tricky though because <laughs> how much fun you have with a game mm. and how good you are at a game mm. are directly proportional to each other until they become inversely proportional to each other. Mm. In my experience, yes, yeah, yeah. Once- like, I think I, I had more fun being really good at Silver One in League of Legends than I do being really bad at Gold Four. <laughs> I'll still even go to Gold Four, Dennis. Oh God, no! I'm right. pushing towards Plat for the second time in uh, in Rune Terra, just so you know. Oh, you fell you fell out. Uh, there's a rank reset, yeah. And to grind oh, all the way back okay. from silver. Yeah, you fell out, I understand. Okay, yes, Dennis, in the stricter <laughs> sense, I, I fell out in the sense that I was booted out along with you. You were every- a non-functional platinum player. <laughs> I was a broken platinum player. Um, well, look, I'm sure you and all five other people at Legendary Teller are having a good time battling it out. All right, Dennis, that was a low blow. Your interior is a very, <laughs> it's a fun game and you should try. You, I don't know why you don't like it. It's all full of all of your favorite. Oh, I've got a confession, Dennis. Oh, I've got a confession. What did you do? So, I've been playing obviously a lot of Legends of Terror, and I've been playing with various different characters. So I was playing Timo Swain at one point, and like you know, it's still so weird hearing you talk about characters that I know from a different game. And yeah. you know, like it's pretty obvious who Swain is and what he does, right? Yeah, just based on his he's an evil wizard, Saruman who turns into a bird. But well, no, more like a warlord, right? I guess Saruman's a good, but he he, he, he is a warlord. Yeah. He seems to be out there like for that sort of stuff, right? Timo. Funny little, like he's a scout, like a little guy. Seems I was going to say explorer. Yeah, he's a scout. Like, oh, no, he like it's like scouts honor. Like yeah. he's a scout. <laughs> yeah, like little things like that, right? Anyway, so there's a lot of flavor and, and, and enough backstory that you can get all, uh, from these, right? Anyway, I went back to one of my favorite decks, one of the decks that I played back in 2019 or whenever it first came out, Frostbite Ash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back in those days, there wasn't really a great hero to pair with Ash, and so often you just play Ash, right, Ash. and no one else. But now, you the the the, the latest Ash builds, which, which aren't very good, but I just like playing them because I like Ash. They play LeBlanc, mm-hmm. right? And LeBlanc, you don't get a lot of because I was looking at her, she's like this lady with like blue hair or something, and she I don't know anything about LeBlanc. Actually. Well, she's sitting at a negotiation negotiating table, and then her level up thing is everyone around her is turned into a copy of her. Right? Well, she makes clones of herself and pops around, right? Yeah. But then, like, her level-up animation is just a a close-up of a staff with a crystal on it, right? Like, it's not... You don't get a lot of flavor from her, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, I went online, Dennis. You did the lore deep dive? And I I read her lore. And was it cool? It was not very cool. And (laughs) I felt kind of dirty and shameful after doing it because I realized for the first time in my life I had looked up lore from from League of Legends, a League of Legends character. And we're disappointed with the results. Oh, I mean, it's, the results were immaterial. It was the fact that I was like, hmm, here's an interest. I want to learn more about this character. Anyway, apparently she's like some thousand-year-old wizard witch mage type thing. And she's like been an ambassador for Noxus and has done a whole lot of stuff to like manipulate people like Elise and 
what's the big Swing. guy who with the scion and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, she involved in all of them. So anyway, now I know. So yeah, good card though. Three two uh, a three mana five two first strike Dennis. Ooh, she's she gets in there. Anyway, what are we saying to roll a pig? Make fun of your friend. Bully your friend until they Bully stop. Bully your friend yeah. into being into changing who they are. Do you know why I think the this is actually you, well? No, not the smart motto. Do you think? Do you know why <laughs> I think this is actually good advice in the situation? It's because mm-hmm. of the last paragraph of the sentence. He's a good friend to us all, literally anywhere yes. other than playing Valorant. And if this was someone who without that, I would say stop playing Valorant with this person. Yeah, but if this is a, if this person is a good friend who just turns into a monster when you play video games, yeah, tee 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 up the ball. Smack it down the driving range. Let's go, baby. All right, one more, one more question, Dennis. This one comes to us from Nathan White. Hit us. Let's go. Nathan White says, <clears throat> "Actual Magic Gathering advice. I recently ordered some cards for a budget-ish 360 card cube. We're going to be getting together with family and friends for the holidays, and three of us are into magic. Is there a good way of drafting the cube with three players, or is sealed the best bet?" Um. So three players, no. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, like I've scoured. I, there is. No, I. I can't think of a good way to play three player cube, but two player cube. Oh baby. Oh baby. I got some great ones. Dennis, have you ever have you ever done a Winston draft? I have. They're great. So Winston draft. For those of you who don't know, um, one of you is a giant monkey, and you jump in, and you shoot. Technically, into the uh, he's a gorilla. So technically, it's fictional. <laughs> Well, so. technically, all right. Well, Dennis, I'll let you and the other three people who play Overwatch uh, debate play the Overwatch uh, debate the Winston law. Anyway, um, so Winston draft is you put a pile of ninety cards. Ninety? Mm, sure. I think it's ninety. Maybe it's a bit more. No, ninety cards. Ninety cards face down, big pile. Right. You then make three face down piles of one card. Whoever goes first looks at the first card. They can either take it or put it back face down with the other person seeing it. And then they put another card face down on top of that one without looking at it. Then you go to the second pile. You look at that card. Do you want it? No. You put it back, another card on top of it, or you take it, and so on and so forth. To the last pile, the third one, look at that. If you don't want it, you then take a random card off the top. The next person then gets to look at the piles that you left, whether there are one card or two cards in them. And so, for example, if they look at the card with the first pile, which has two cards in it, they look at that. If they don't want that, they put a third card on top of it, move on to the next one. Either if So basically, if you take a pile... You take it and replace it with a uh, a card face. Basically, down. Google the term Winston draft, and, and it'll get you there. And if you uh, if you don't if you don't take it, then you put a uh, a card face down. It. If you do take it, you put a, a new pile face down like that. Um, eventually, you'll end up with the choice between one good card, five bad cards. You get a, it's a really interesting draft dynamic. It's very difficult. It's very skill testing, um, and it's very fun. And your third friend can watch. And <laughs> I feel bad about that. Well, no, because well, because that doesn't. The, here's the thing: it doesn't take long. That's true. So you play best of three, best of, stays on. best of one, whatever, and then the winner stays on. If you don't want a Winston draft, my favorite way of two-player uh, cubing is actually called cube draft, where sorry, grid drafting, grid drafting. Excuse me, where you lay, you out, lay out, yeah, you lay out nine cards in a grid, and you can choose one column or one row. And then the next person chooses one column and one row once you've taken your your three cards and the remaining cards get put aside. And you do that over and over again until you've got about 40. I mean, yeah, usually around 90 to 100 cards. Um, okay. So those, Actually, some pretty reasonable solutions. Those there. are my favorite two-player uh, drafting methods. Three players, though, Dennis? 
Pretty rough. Yeah, I would get a copy. Of, uh, get a copy of Explorers of Ixalan, and I, that'll get you there. I, I wouldn't be playing sealed, man. Like I don't. I've never liked sealed no. cube. It always feels like a waste. No. And no matter what you do, unless you are going to play a three-player game, which also sounds awful. Oh, it is awful. I, I think you should just lean into. Like it's better to play a good two-player game and have one person sit up and watch, right? And then rotate, then play a bad three-player game. That would be my. That would be my take. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Riley. Oh, we done. Nathan White, short and sharp. Let's go. That's it. Any? Uh, I have no. I have no better advice. Do you than have that, any more? So. Do you have any amusing observations to make, Dennis? All right. I'm not going to go at you, but usually we pat out these questions with just like us talking about nonsense for a little bit. Or are we just gonna we just gonna play on. Well, I want to play on because I want to get to the last section of this podcast. That's true. Actually, we've got to talk about this, and we're running out of time. Oh my goodness, let's go. Well, once you edit out all the farts, it's probably got about 15 seconds of content. So, <laughs> Riley did the thing. I did the thing that I hate. Where Riley recommended a game to me, mm-hmm. and then I didn't buy it. And then so I saw other people talking about it on Twitter, and I was like, maybe I will buy it. So, sorry about that. <laughs> it, it, it bothers me a lot less because I do this to people. So, I I, yeah. I, I I can't really be like, how dare you, when I think I, I've done this to... I've done this for a long time. My, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but the worst time I ever did it was like I was with this girl years ago. She's like, hey, you should listen to this band. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to that band. I, your, your recommendations are trash, right? Because I have perfect taste in music and yours are terrible. And then um, I think Pitchfork gave it a good review like a week later. And so I started Ugh. listening to it. I was like, hey, Georgia, listen to this band. And she's like, you are an asshole. I recommended this band to you a week ago. You wouldn't do it. I was like, oh, oops, sorry about that. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. <gasps> I started playing a a meta pseudo horror card game. Yep. Can you guess called, what it is, anyone? Called Inscription. So good. In which Cryption is spelled like the word crypt. Yep. Uh, good game, Brond. Very good game. So mild spoilers for Inscription ahead. Uh, in fact, so before if, we get to that, if oh, so hang on, is this at the point? If if you are thinking of playing Inscription, I would say just go do it. Just don't listen to this because it is it is a game that is best enjoyed knowing basically nothing about it. And I knew very little, and I was glad for it. Yes. Please go, but it's worth twenty quid. Go download yep. it. Go buy it. Channelpublic.com. Joachim Karad. Stay for Inscription. Shifex. Off you go. All right, Dennis. Inscription chat. I like it a lot. It's really good. Get in there. Like the escape room aesthetic. Like the way the cards talk to you. Like the like the weird DM vibe mm-hmm. that Leshy has. Yep. Very into it. Beat him once was like cool. Attacked the moon. Actually, so hardcore good. Did, hardcore countered the moon. Did you say having? Good. Did you did you see it coming? Well, you told me about the moon. Oh, did I tell you you're going to attack the moon? Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all you're right. The, all the achievements are magic cards. Yes. Yep. Um. Uh, I, I hard, hard countered the moon. Did you have a death toucher? No, I had a stinky creature. A sticky? Stinky. Like the, the, like, whatever it's called, whatever that ability is called, where it, it reduces its power by one. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So the moon just had zero power. Zero, zero power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The second time I beat Nashu, do you know what happens to the moon when you run out of cards in your deck? What happens? Every turn it gains one power. What? When you run out of cards in your deck? Because yeah. I run out of cards in my deck. Yeah. The moon would have two power, then three, then four, so then you're five. So you're just 100% dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still beat it. What? How? What? I, the moon ended on seven power, but I still beat How? it. How? I played my ass off. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what, like, okay, amazed. Like, just squirrels? Like, tanking it or what? No, nah, squirrels don't work because it pulls them in. Yeah. So what is it? What? Uh, if you have any creatures in play, the moon doesn't attack you. It attacks its creatures Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. So I would have to have sacrificial creatures and then just basically haste everything out and down. Yeah, wow. Okay, I mean, uh, I had, 
the first time I won, I had the most overpowered ability of all time. What? Which was I gave, I had the totem that gave squirrels, uh, the pack red ability. What's the pack red ability? Where you get an item. Oh, an no, or, no, 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 no. You haven't, you clearly haven't had black lotus squirrels. Oh, the goat stuff. Yeah. That's cool. the black lotus, the, the things that makes them into goats. So you get three mana instead of that's, it's just, this is, th- this is better. How is it better? You just, you, you play three drops every turn. Doesn't matter. You, cause you start the, you start the game. I went infinite for a while. Okay. Cause I had two, I had two hourglasses. Okay. And I would go hourglass, yeah. squirrel, yeah. get another squirrel, break the squirrel bottle, squirrel, get an hourglass, hourglass. Okay. And I was just like, yeah. and the squirrels don't die when you do it. Yeah. So you just play like two creatures in your first turn and just hit him with it four times before he even, like it's doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, the squirrel buffs are ridiculous. They're broken, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, so That's go. It's a hidden. Anyway, uh, so I did all that. Beat Leshy twice. Got the film. Put the film in the camera. Took a photo of him. Watched a bunch of videos of a guy discovering this card. Game, doing the weirdest good. box openings you've ever seen by holding the cards in front of him so the camera can't see them. Very weird. Also, very opening cool. boosters like a like an envelope. Banana? Yeah, like a banana. Like exactly. a Chilean banana. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I just realized it was a reference to something you know I talked about off the podcast, not on the podcast, so that's fun. Um, yeah. And then the game, you unlock the new game button, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Yep. And now the game is this weird 8-bit RPG adventure. Yep. And I hate it. It's like the... Did You never played the Pokemon trading card game? Um, game? Uh, like Game Boy game? No. Pokemon trading card game, Game Boy game. What's this game called? It's called... It the can't po- be called that. It's called... I think it was called the Pokemon TCG Game Boy game. Do you know what my favorite video game title is of all time? Go on. King Kong. King Kong, the movie, the game? Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. <laughs> it, was in, it was a PS2 game, so it was, you know, it came in those like, Oh, DVD on the cases. side of it? It was such a tiny... Yeah, yeah. Play, I, I actually, I, I'm actually going to... It's like uh, <laughs> it's like when you look up Thundermore Hellkite in Italian, they have to, like, squeeze yeah. it all into the text box at the top. Um, anyway, so how far have you got in this uh, in the new game, in the, in the 8-bit bit? I played one card game in it, and I was like, I hate this interface. Yeah. Yep. I need to ask you a very serious question. Go on. I need you to answer me honestly. Yeah. Is this what the rest of the game looks like? No. Okay, then. Then maybe I'll stick with it. Because I hate it so much. It's, uh, it's, you should stick with it. Okay. You should stick with okay. it. Okay. Like, the, 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 it is not the bulk of the game. Okay. I'm not, yeah. not going to tell you exactly how long it is because That's fine. that'll be too much of a spoiler. But, like, uh, it is not the yeah because I know the game is roughly eleven hours long yeah so you've already played I'm what, about that's... two hours into it okay well you've been very uncharacteristically swift through the first part I would say is there's no true? way you're two hours open Steam there's no maybe way you're two more. hours maybe maybe it's three let me look what how what's your playtime in Steam there's no way there's no way you got Let's through Leshy's Cabin in two hours it took me seven or five I was streaming. Apparently playtime 11 hour. Oh, I left it running. <laughs> I left it run. I remember this yeah. now. We were playing League and I was playing Inscription in between. Yeah. So I just left it running on my other monitor. And so, so Leshy's no sitting there I'm just like, hey, um. Hey, um. You wanna- uh, I, I did think, I was worried that, that I was like, I was like, this is actually not the kind of game I can actually leave on the pause menu forever. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think genuinely, I think three hours. Yeah. Okay. 
Because I only played it in two meaningful sessions the night I got it for about an hour and a half, and then again for about an hour and a half, and about a half an hour of that was in the three, 8-bit world. Okay. Well, like, you, got, be- you got through it very quick. It took me about five hours, I would say. Five, five, I'd guess maybe five, six hours, seven hours. I, I got pretty lucky the first time. Also, I had a horrifically overpowered death card for one of the What was it? It was zero mana, pack red ability, 6-4. That will do it, yeah. Sorry, no, it was one mana. I had like a two but mana. It's still, a, it's still a one turn kill every time you draw it. I had like a one mana or two mana two five or something one time, which was. So I was na- I named the first one. It was it was like putting in. I named the first one Stranyak, then named the second one Dennis, and I was like, I'm gonna need a lot of these. Yeah. So put it this way: I think I only I think I've only died five or six times. Yeah. Okay. So it got through um, pretty quick. I named one Nicola, and that's the one that is a one mana yeah. fucking six four pack rat fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, sometimes I would just draw that and be like, boop. Yeah. Next on turn one, <laughs> got him. Uh, Especially early game because I got it early on, and your deck only has like seven cards in it. So I would I would recommend sticking with it. Um, the game is fundamentally the same. I don't like the robots. Mm, okay. Well, I'm sure I'll learn to like them because they just have mana crystals from like Runeterra or Hearthstone. The, the yeah, the robot deck kind of sucks to be honest. Should I have picked a different one? Yeah, I picked the robot one as well, and I regretted it. Oh no! Um, yeah, the robot deck. Honestly, like I never, I never really got it to work. The you can, you can just honestly, you can just go back and play the sacrifice deck. Can I go back and change? No, but you, but um, all you need to do is just go and like beat, beat Leshy, beat a few people in like one of the realms, and you get a bunch of packs enough to enough to build a the deck that you want. Um, there's all this advice I want to give you as to what you should and shouldn't do, but like you should honestly just. Try stuff out for yourself. Okay. There's stuff okay. that I missed, by the way, because I'm like, oh, I'll try that later. Like, you know, the the knife, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to use it. I don't need to. And then turns out- You bazooka it. Turns out you do need to because it's how you, you know, advance the game, whatever. Because you get the special eye the eye, exactly, yeah. Um, so, no, look- it's it's not it's not that bad. I understand you're not like because it is a huge tonal shift and it feels really weird, but like it's fun. It's fun. You should continue. Okay. Yeah. And you listeners at home should try it out. Would recommend if you're a card game fan, which I assume if you listen to this podcast, you're at yep. least on some level. Try it out. And you know else you should try it, Riley? Patreon.com slash Grammy River. Try that out. Channelfob.com, Cooper Code Smart. Cooper Code Nine also works just as well. It works. It actually works less well. It doesn't. Um, it, uh, it actually, uh, because it's more letters, it's worse to the environment. It requires more computational power. So if you don't care about the environment, that's fine. You can put code night. So another episode of Scrum River. Quite on a the take there. Quite a take. Yeah, it'll do. It'll degrade your keyboard more as well. Your keyboard yeah, uh, more key uh, strokes. That, 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 that kind of plastic. Thousands of years. Yeah. At the bottom, sitting at the bottom of the ocean, no. all because you want to support Riley instead of giving Dennis a little bit too. Yeah. Well, worth it. I would say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it. We're done. Thanks for being We're here. Done. Th- Get inscription. Use, use coupon code SMART. Patreon Cons Comedy River. Joking Crud. I'm trying to remember the song that you couldn't remember so I could sing. Please end this hellscape of torment for me. I need to know what this song is so I can listen to it and get it Sounds out of my head. Sounds like the Game of Thrones theme. I know it sounds like the Game of Thrones theme, Dennis. It is not the Game of Thrones theme. Have you listened to the Game of Thrones theme to check? <sighs> okay, I'll do that after this podcast, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that it is a, 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 a song from, I'm going to guess, 2006. Is it an alt-indie alt cover of the Game of Thrones theme? <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is that either. All right. 
help Riley stay fresh cheese bags <laughs>